Welcome to the Unsupervised Adulting Podcast, where we're focusing on how to figure out this thing called life. We're going to get organized, we're going to stay focused, and most importantly, we're going to just cut right through the crap. I'm your host, Andrea Weaver. Hello and welcome back. So this week, I am going to be talking about social media etiquette. Now, this isn't talked about that often, and it's really unfortunate. I think there's a huge disconnect with people when they are on these different platforms and voicing their opinions or taking a stance on something. I think we are, not all of us, but I see it more often than not that we're confused about how social media works and how the internet works itself. Now, I did some digging trying to figure out if I could find a very basic definition of what social media actually is. The one that originally came up says, social media are web-based communication tools that enable people to interact with each other by sharing and consuming information. Which is true, but it sounds a little broad, right? It doesn't really get very specific. I did a little bit more research and came across an article on lifewire.com and I'll link it in the show notes. And I thought it was great because it broke down the two words itself and actually goes into more detail about social media. But what I will read from the article is the breakdown of the two words, social and media. So the social part refers to interacting with other people by sharing information with them and receiving information from them. The media part refers to an instrument of communication like the internet, while TV, radio, and newspapers are examples of more traditional forms of media. Now, if you take that into account, social media could be BuzzFeed, it expands to your personal blog, or you commenting on someone else's personal blog. Maybe it's not mainstream, maybe it only has 20 people that follow it, but it is a way that you're communicating with someone. Now, if that's true, then why is it that even grown adults are out here like it is the wild, wild west on social media? Facebook and Twitter are havens for people that have obviously not seen or heard of people getting fired from their jobs, (laughs) incurring criminal charges, and I'm talking about like federal time. Social media is not your friend, and I don't care how locked up you think your private page is, what you put out on the internet no longer belongs to you. Other than pictures, I guess, of yourself and your kids, you are held accountable and held to a standard. When you go for employment for certain jobs, maybe not lower end, lower tier jobs, I should say, there aren't searching your social media, but there are companies out there looking for your social media footprint to determine whether or not you should work for their company. 
some schools or even people that are bored are just looking for information. I can't tell you how many times Facebook has updated their privacy settings and then on the back end all of your old posts start to show. I'm an old head when it comes to social media. Back in the AIM, AOL Messenger, Yahoo Chat days, MySpace, all of that. I think I, I worked out all my bugs and learned a lot of my lessons back then before social media became the animal that it is today, right? Where before it was just us. The regular everyday people using social media, hiding behind our usernames, and not being really held accountable for the things that we say and do, except the mess that we created amongst ourselves with friends, changing our top eight people, uh, <laughs> getting in fights uh, or social media fights on in chat rooms. It's, it's actually come a long way. Businesses are using them. Your jobs are using them. Colleges are using them media outlets are using them. If that's not more of an indication of how the internet has started to intertwine with our real life, I don't know what is. I'm really inspired to talk about this because it really breaks my heart when I see people, uh, particularly on Facebook for me, exposing other people, talking horribly about other people or posting pictures of their criminal activity. Now, I am from East Oakland, California. I am not ashamed to say, and I have been been around quite a bit of criminal activity um, growing up. And not that I was necessarily partaking in it, but when you grow up where I grew up, it just you just it's just kind of inevitable, right? And somehow it's become acceptable for people to disclose that online as if federal agencies aren't indicting people for mere pictures on Instagram. And so I thought it was really important to really talk about this. One of my girlfriends put up a post uh, talking about an article that was really, that was discussing how criminal activity is being tracked down through social media by federal government agencies. And this has been, and now mind you, this is not, this is not new. People have been getting arrested for the things they put online for at least the last five or six years, at least. And yet we're still doing it. Now I won't get too deep into that, but I just want you to know how serious social media really is. And how we need to conduct ourselves accordingly. Um, now, when we get into this a little bit deeper, I want you to know that this isn't about how to use Facebook or how to use Twitter or how to sign up. It's not that. This is for the people that have accounts that may or may not use them all the time. Maybe you're a newbie. Maybe you are a vet like me. Um, but there is a way to conduct yourself. I have found that my loud boisterous self can be myself online without alienating myself from potential jobs, from starting mess with other people, and also generally protecting my privacy. And that leads me right into one of the most important things that I think is important is privacy. Now, across platforms, you can tag yourself 
wherever you are, which is perfectly fine. You can even use hashtags to signify that you're at a certain event. And I have done the same thing. The only problem with that is, one, if you're not careful, someone that may or may not have good intentions for you or your children can come to where you are. Those pin drops are relatively accurate. Now, it is it, again, it is up to you about how often you use it, but it is something to know. Um, pay attention to your post online, and sometimes you'll use it and forget to turn it off. Just pay attention and protect yourself, protect your family. Um, going back to privacy, you don't need to put everything you're doing. You don't need to put your money online. You don't need to put your paycheck online. You don't need to show your bank statements. Yes, stunt. When you're doing great things, it's a great, it's way more creative ways to show that you are living a prosperous life than showing your bank account and showing stacks of money. It's really you setting yourself up to be robbed or taken advantage of or when someone thinks that you have more or you have something that they want, you can really get you and the people around you into some serious situations. Speaking of serious situations, let's talk about exposing people online. Now, I know what's funny. We've all laughed. I am guilty of laughing <laughs> at people that get exposed for certain things. But it is not the norm. You may be, may be behind your computer screen, which is fine. And this other person is also behind their computer screen. But they are a person. And these people have friends, family, people that care about them. They also have feelings. And somehow along the way, we have forgotten that social media and the internet is a direct communication with others. So if we go back to the, de the definition of the social portion, it's you sharing information with other people and them sharing information with you. Now, the content that you put out can be a great reflection of your personality but nobody needs to know that your old, your ex or your significant other ain't quote unquote shit. Nobody needs to know that. Nobody needs to know that you are in a social media beef with someone else that you blocked and gone on as far as going on Facebook, which this is an actual true example of cussing somebody out in a post and not just a regular post but you know those posts on Facebook now where you can add a color background and it, the lettering is emboldened literally a girl that I was following from school and I shouldn't say girl but she was acting like a girl a grown woman with two kids was on there talking about it can excuse my language for those of us with sensitive ears this bitch got me fucked up. Yeah, bitch, keep looking at my page, but it's going to get real when I file this restraining order. Or bitch, this is on its on site when I see you. Don't even worry about it, bitch. Keep creeping. And I'm thinking, now, it, either you're going to call this person, because obviously you know this person personally if you can file a release report, right? So why aren't you filing a police report and going on about your business? If you and this person are having this altercation, which happens, right? We're all human. We have altercations. Then why are you saying that you're going to file police support 
And then in the same breath, telling her it's on site. And for those of us who don't know, for the people in the back that don't know what on site means, that you're actually going to fight this person. So me being me, I said, well, why don't you go? I said, so are you going to include this person on these posts? Because it was it was insane. It was getting out of control. It was a good two hours. I just kept seeing these posts float through my timeline. And if you're familiar with Facebook, it's not real time timeline updates. It's what's getting posted and, and who's liking it and all that. And so I'm seeing this over a two-hour period, and I'm thinking, like, what's happening? So I comment and go, are you going to add the person that you're talking about? And when I mean add, I mean, like, at the person, include them on the post. And her response was, no, the bitch blocked me. Now think about that. This person blocked this other person, right? The girl, the woman that I went to school with is blocked from the other person, but you are going on and on and on, possibly incriminating yourself, all for what? For attention? For recognition? Where I come from, if you have a problem with someone, you address them directly. Especially if you know this person. Yes, I've gotten into small little debates with people on these on the internet itself, but why would you go to those lengths? Another crazy ass example is what what I feel like is just the most ridiculous thing ever is the cheating partner scenario. Now, one of two things happen with this. You find out that your significant other is cheating on you. You find the other person's page that they're cheating on you with, and then you post on every platform that you have a profile on with their pictures, with the information, and the whole story. The other side to it is you posting just the other person and talking mess, dogging them, dragging their name through the mud, adding them, putting their whole government name out, telling them other people that this person ain't shit and how sh- this person knew that you were with your man or your woman. And it's like, why? What is the purpose in that? What gratification do you get out of putting one, someone else's face that obviously participated in something that really is none of their concern? It's not any, they, why, would, why would someone else care that you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't think they're in a relationship with you? How, Sway? How does that even work? It, it doesn't. It's, It's even more sad when I see people do that and then they get back with that person. On both sides of the coins, whether they expose the person that the person cheated with or they quote unquote expose their cheating partner, this is not cheaters, okay? You have to go back to work. You have to go back to school. You have to deal with your children if you have them. You have to deal with your family. Why would you do that? There is nothing, no good comes from shit like that. We've already tapped on criminal activity, um, but let's let's slide right on into cyberbullying. Um, that is a very real thing, and here in California, it does not it does not limit itself to school age children. It goes for anyone that is using someone's image or using uh, nudity 
posting someone's nude pictures that were sent in confidence from one person to another. All of that falls under that and people are getting criminal charges for these kind of things. You wouldn't walk up to someone and do this. Why are you doing it online? I mean, you, you might, but you won't get too far. What are we saying? What are you saying about yourself? What kind of brand are you online? And a lot of us don't even think about our internet footprint as our brand, but it absolutely is. It is our brand. It is who we are. When these companies or people find you online, sometimes people just get bored and scroll all the way back or they search your posts to see what you put up. It's really easy to search key terms on someone's profile on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, all of the big social media platforms have that option. And so when you do stuff like that, and maybe one day you decide to change your life, or maybe you don't, but you wanna get this good job, or I don't know, maybe you wanna participate out of school somewhere, and one of the parents that don't like you put out all your business because you put it out there. It's not up to other people to filter out, oh, well, they're not really like this in real life. No, the internet is real life. It affects everything that we do. You are literally setting yourself up and your children and your family for embarrassment and and possible harm by doing that kind of ignorant shit. I'm sorry, I just feel really passionate about that. Like I. I get it, you get mad at people or whatever. I mean, I have done my fair share of foolishness. And like I said, I think I vetted all that stuff out back in the old days. Uh, I just, it's just, it's not necessary. And I don't know, maybe you like drama and that's okay, Uh, but I'm gonna block you. I don't have any time for that. I'm just gonna unfollow you. I don't wanna see that. You don't need to be some super inspirational person. It doesn't mean that you can't take a hard stance on something. I'm me personally, Andrea, I'm just not going to deal with that type of foolishness. And anybody that participates and gives you those emoji hand claps is really laughing at you. They're not giving you a high five. They're laughing at you and they're just happy to be in or and or they're just happy to be involved in your mess. But these are the same people that post all their business online and then get mad when people comment on it. Well, if you don't want people to comment on your personal life, don't put your personal life out there. You don't have to tell everybody what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're doing it, who you're doing it with, who ain't doing it with you, who told you no, like for what? Life is about all of the things that happen, yes. And what you choose to share is your business. But there is a better way to share your disdain for something without adding a person, without adding them to, or I'm sorry, not even adding them to, but sharing their pictures on your page, who does that? What kind of person, especially adults, I'm concerned if this is what you're doing. Now on to the next thing, businesses or entrepreneurs using the internet to brand themselves, specifically brand themselves for customers or to get word out about something. Even politicians use social media for that, which is great. What isn't great is when you have something legitimate and you're spamming people. If you're not familiar with the term, look it up. 
But pretty much, it looks something like this. And I'll use Facebook as an example. So say you are selling rocks. You have the best rocks, and you want everyone to know about the rocks that you're selling, right? You get a few people that also decide to sell these rocks, which is great. They like the rocks. They use the rocks for filtration. They use them as heat rocks. They use them as massage rocks. Whatever the reason, everyone that you know likes the rocks. So you decide you want to up your business. So you post on Facebook, hey, I have these new rocks. This is what they are. And then you post another one. 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 And then you create a, a group. And then you add people that have not even shown interest, that are unaware of your product. And ultimately swindle them <laughs> into this group that you've created so that they're aware that you have these rocks for sale. Then you mass message everyone that follows you, or I'm sorry, that you follow on Facebook to let them know that you have these rocks daily. That is not how you do that. I don't have a problem with multi-level marketing MLMs. I don't have a problem with them. I think some people do very, very well with them. I think some of the products are really great. But the people, even with entrepreneurs, if you have uh, intellectual properties to sell or information that you want to get out, there's definitely a way to do that. And the way to do it is continuously interacting with people. There's nothing wrong with posting your product or your ideas. There's nothing wrong with that and referring them back maybe to your blog. Maybe you're not selling something, but you want people to visit your blog. Or like for me, you want people to listen to your podcast. Well, if you visit my Facebook page, which most of my posts are public at this point, you'll see that I have regular interactions with my friends. I love a good laugh. <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast or my other podcast, you know that I love a good laugh. So I'm always laughing with people, but I'm also very serious about certain issues that go on in my community, especially here in the Bay Area. Uh, as, as a parent, things are very important to me. Um, as a feminist, certain things are very important to me. And I definitely take a hard stance. I also have a podcast and a blog that I want people to consume the information that I put out. The correct way to do that is to interact with other people online, follow new people that you may or may not know, follow people that you come in contact with, and network yourself online by simply posting, hey, I have a new blog post. This is what it's about. Check it out. Maybe one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Everything else should just be your normal day-to-day -day interactions. Even businesses. I've worked at different nonprofits and businesses that have, say, a Twitter. And they are interacting with their patrons and their customers. Twitter's a little bit different when it comes to that. You can have a business dedicated page where you just post things about your whatever your product or whatever you whatever ideas you want to put out and that's fine Facebook when you have an individual account and you do stuff like that it you just come off as one desperate people feel like you're scamming them 
or selling them and no one wants to be sold that's that's sales 101 and i was in sales for the majority of my adult life and i'm telling you right now that kind of quote-unquote sales will not get you the sales it will not get you loyal customers people buy from who they like and if someone doesn't like you or they 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 have no connection to who you are they're not gonna buy from you your friends might say oh yeah girl that's awesome or whatever but i'm here to tell you as your friend andrea that that is not the way you go about it you can actually go online and uh, google social media management and find out strategic strategic ways to advertise because people need to know what you do absolutely um but there is a definite way to do that and make it so that people are interacting with you and not your product itself. Unless you are Beats by Dre or you're Jordan and you're selling Jordans, it's just not gonna curl over. And even those places are not spamming people to get them, they're selling the experience. And that's what it's about, right? It doesn't matter what you're selling. No one is gonna like everything that everybody has and that's perfectly fine. But what you need to understand is when on social media platforms, there's a very, it's a fine line and we have to get better at it. At this point, social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook allow their users to report you as spam. And I have been one of them. I will do that in a heartbeat because it's a waste of space and you are abusing the sharing information aspect of social media. That's not what it's for. Another great example of um, promoting something is So Oakland, which is an event that happens here and it's put on by uh, a great gal named Shayla. And she has a dedicated page for the event itself. Now, the, even the, the dedicated page for it is great because it shows the photos from the event, it posts the comments that people make about the event or the instant messages that she gets about it. And then her personal page integrates all of her businesses, um, but her brand is very clear. It is about, she is about, she loves fashion. Uh, she also loves what she does for the Soul Oakland event. And it's kindly intertwined with her day-to-day -day stuff that kind of surrounds her heart for Oakland, her heart for fashion, and it's not intrusive. She's not harassing people to do this. It's the experience that she's selling. It's her brand. And I will put her information down at the bottom. She's not paying me. I'm not looking for a plug or anything like that. But that is an example of how you promote yourself, your business, or whatever your causes are to potential customers or consumers. My next avenue I'd like to talk about <clears throat> is, hmm, at least for me, when I start looking towards the future and the way that the internet is leaning at this point is becoming more and more intertwined with our everyday life. And even now that my son is getting older, he's a part of that generation where they've only ever had this information overload they get so much information all the time and they didn't have it where they had house phones with the cords the long ass cords connected to a wall 
they didn't have uh what was that thing called um oh god it's this game that was on the old uh desktop computers Oregon Trail they don't have Oregon Trail they have full-on sims they have my son loves the sims and minecraft honey he could look at that all day um but they have so much information at their fingertips and when you think about it as in future tense if now your child has information to everything else how do you know your child won't have that information uh without your knowledge and i think one of the saddest things that i keep seeing and i am I always talk about the podcast I listen to. I'm always listening to crime podcasts. And one of the things that I am very, very serious about with my, with my, with my son is making sure that his internet experience is as childlike as possible. My job as a parent is to preserve his childhood. And so any of our electronics that are connected to the internet that he has, at least at my house, are locked up. He's in, he even has a smartphone that is fully capable. He could do whatever he wants to do on it. He could, but what I decided to do was manage how he's using social, so not even social media, how he's using his device on the internet. It's imperative that you know what your children are doing. I know it's easy to hand them your, your tablet or hand them your phone and let them go at it, but what you can't do is expect a child to know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. You have to have the conversations with your children about talking with strangers because now it's not your child gets snatched off the street. They get picked up at your house by someone that they were communicating with online. It's not enough for you to say, oh, don't do this, don't do that. It's not. And for me personally, I did just fine without all the all the internet access that we have now at my son's age and he's 10. I did just fine. I think we all did. Most of the adults, and I'm talking about not not if you're 20 cuz you kind of don't count. Uh, but I mean my 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 28 and up crew, we lived just fine without it. And it's possible to properly integrate that with your properly I'm sorry, properly integrate the internet with your children so that they can enjoy it, right? You don't need to shelter them, but you also have to monitor them and make sure that certain things aren't happening. So for example, I use, we have Android phones now. I used to have Apple, but I'll just talk about Android for a second. Uh, I use the, there's a, uh, a Google parent app where you create, you have obviously your Gmail account, and then you create sub accounts for your children and, and your minors. Technically, ch children under the age of 13 are not allowed to have email accounts. They're not allowed to sign up for uh, like Instagram, Facebook, all that. But they can still get around it. Anywho, I digress. So I set this up and it monitors and prevents my child from doing certain things at certain times. So. I manage when he's on his phone and when he's not, when he's at school or at summer camp. Now we're in summer, I have his location tracking on. So if throughout the day, my app is tracking his location. 
Now, it's not for me to like show up somewhere, but for his safety and making sure that he, maybe when he's a teenager that he's in school when he says he's in school or maybe he's at practice when he says he's at practice. Um, but for now, it's just for my own peace of mind, especially at summer camp, school's a little different and I don't do it while he's in school. But while he's in summer camp, they go on a lot of field trips. They go on a lot of little, what they call adventurer adventures. And I just want to make sure I know where he is just in case something happens. I also use an app called MM Guardian. Now, it is, I mean, it sews the phone up. I can see what apps he's using. I can see how long he's been using an app. You can lock certain apps so they can't access them. You can schedule certain times where they can and cannot use their phones. You can monitor the text messages that come in and out of the phone. I personally don't monitor my son's text, but what I do have is, uh, well, I don't monitor them regularly, I should say. But anything new I see, I have keywords that will alert me if they show up in his phone. I get an email synopsis of anything past 10 o'clock that comes to his phone, whether it's a text or a phone call. Even his YouTube page, I don't allow him to have it on his phone by himself. It's something that we do together because the interaction, right? So you're sharing information with other people and other people are sharing it with you. And unfortunately, there are crazy people out here, not even crazy, crazy is so dismissive. So I, I take that back. There are people that are disturbed, that look to do harm to other children. Uh, and I just, I can't have that on my watch. So I do my due diligence. Now, do I allow him to go online? Absolutely. So I have a safeguard on his Google Chrome, where if he wants to go to a website that's not approved, he just hits a button. It asks me, can Rodney go to this website? And I look through the website, see if it's something that I feel comfortable with and approve it or disprove it. I have Rodney's app store locked. So if he wants to download an app, he needs to ask me first. I need to see what this app is. One, to make sure that it isn't something that he has free reign to communicate with other people. Because honestly, his cell phone for me is not for him to go crazy online. It's for him to stay in contact with his dad and I to make sure he's safe, to gain more responsibility uh, for himself because eventually he's going to be of age where he has his own and is paying for his own stuff. And he needs to understand that there are boundaries and responsibilities that come with having online access. And that's my point. It's having those conversations with your child about how to use the internet. I have talked to my son at nauseum about him being responsible and aware of the things that he's doing. And I think sometimes we miss that mark as parents because we don't necessarily think of it in the, in the grand scheme of things, but it's dangerous for your child to have complete access online. It's extremely dangerous, not only for themselves, but for the people around them, especially if they're participating in any kind of cyberbullying or any, any type of foolishness that goes online. They get roped into something that they can't get out of and they'll feel embarrassed and not tell you or they'll tell you, but it's after the fact and now you're trying to clean it up. And obviously kids are always going to find a way to get around it, but it's worth the due diligence on our part as parents 
to monitor what they're doing online. Having, why does your child have a computer in their room? There's nothing that they could possibly be doing in their room on their computer that can't be done in a main family space. It doesn't mean that you have to hover over them and um, <laughs> sit next to them while they're on their on the internet. It's just doing your due diligence. Kids are always going to be kids, and they'll know stuff before we do. So in order to make sure that you're on the up and up and you're keeping your child safe, one, make sure that your child understands your expectations about being online, what's not okay and what is okay, what you expect from them while they're online and how they should be conducting themselves. So that's my end rant about parenting. I get really serious about that because I've just heard so many horror stories about children being kidnapped willingly by someone that they met online or they think that it's one person and it's not and it's scary to think that that's what it is it used to be just stranger danger walking to and from school but now it's people online trolling for children and I personally would never forgive myself if I didn't do my due diligence and something like that happened and I'm sure if you're a parent you wouldn't even if you kind of don't even like your kids, you wouldn't want that to happen. So take note. Now, in closing, I want to talk about how you can clean up your social media act. Now, there's a couple of apps out there that you can just go and delete everything you've ever posted. It does not guarantee that someone didn't screenshot what you put out there. Um, I've even searched my old screen names that I no longer use and have seen pictures of myself, which there haven't been bad, but <laughs> they are they are still floating around on the internet. So all it takes is for someone to maybe search your name and see your previous usernames, all that kind of stuff, right? So you can try your best. Uh, rule number one is don't post other people's stuff on your page unless you are crediting them. Um, don't expose people on your page and post their information and be all in this messy foolishness. It's not worth the time and it's not worth the drama and it's damn sure not worth the jail time. Number three, if you are using Instagram, Instagram is not a platform for you to take a picture of your iPhone notes and put it online so you can have this long ass picture of a dialogue, like a, a, an essay. That's not what Instagram is for. Instagram is for you to post pictures. Now, if you'd like to make a caption about it, about whatever said picture is, and hopefully it's not because your partner cheated on you, but your idea is behind the picture, that's completely fine. Facebook, <laughs> your auntie, your old school teachers, your granny, your job, they all can see what you're putting online. I, again, I don't care how private you think your page is. I'm sorry, sis. It's just not that private. Be casually professional. Be as you as absolutely possible, but show some anonymity. And you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, you don't need to post everything that you're doing. And that goes back into safety and privacy. Protect yourself from people that seek to do you harm or are looking for something or looking for something to hold against you, an ex that maybe you're going through divorce with, you need to be very strategic. 
if you are on say LinkedIn, the same, all, all those same rules apply. LinkedIn is just a lot more professional. You're not gonna be able to lie on your profile about where you worked because LinkedIn links you to the people that you used to work with. So be very careful. Be very careful about the things that you put there. LinkedIn is set up so your page really isn't private and so that these employers and potential employers can see where you've been and where they think you're going. And last but not least, have a good time. Find some groups of people that you get along with and Facebook is great for this. If you have a niche area that you love to talk about, me right now is Crime Podcast. You can join their group, it's free. You can talk about that stuff all day, every day. Maybe you like rocks and you wanna find a group about rocks. Well, join that damn group, honey, and you talk about those damn rocks, honey. You just embrace all of the rocks. You talk about all the different kind of rocks all the spatial rocks, like, I mean, just, just rock it up. And my last thought is there's nothing wrong with stunting on, on, online. There's just nothing wrong with stunting online. If you have an accomplishment, you post it. I'm not mad at you. Post it, honey. You just don't need to post it and shun or shit on everybody that may or may not have what you have. You don't, your caption doesn't need to say, what I see quite often is, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> you don't need to do that. You All you need to do is post your accomplishments, things that you're proud of, and I'm here for it. I love to see the progress of people growing, learning, losing weight, getting healthy, changing their state of mind, rebranding themselves in real life and on the internet. I'm here for it. I support you. So please, please do that. Uh, you can really even get other people and find other people in your tribe. It's just a great way to communicate. Don't ruin it with being a negative Nancy, with constantly having mess and drama. You don't need to censor yourself in the fact that you can't cuss or you can't stand on something. I personally am very serious about parenting. Um, I don't play about children. I think it's our responsibility to make sure children are safe, whether I'm someone's, that child's parent or not. So I don't play that. I don't post fights on my page. That's me. That's me personally. I don't retweet or uh, repost fights on my pages because I feel like it's just really sad. Unless it's someone like I saw last week was these kids attack this uh, mentally challenged guy for no reason and it would just broke my heart but they were asking if anyone knew who the kids were and so of course I reposted it because yes if it was me and I was their parents I would have turned them in so damn fast their heads would have spun are you kidding me <laughs> anyway I'm sorry y'all I could just go off on tangents but yeah have a good time on social media have a good time on the internet get your news from the internet you get the you get real news from Twitter specifically quicker than any news outlet that you can find. Obviously, you want to tread lightly and really check your sources before you hop on a bandwagon, but it's always great to really get that information. You don't have to rely on the original media's uh, output to get your information. Google is your friend. So if you aren't sure if something is real or not, 
and you aren't too familiar with whatever wherever this information is coming from, Google them. See if it's a real thing. You'll find out, you'll figure it out, or even Google the statement that they made. A lot of times it's as, it's as simple as just using logic and critical thinking about a certain topic. Well, that's all I have time for today. I'm sure I could have covered quite a bit more on this, but I won't do you like that. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to follow us on the Unsupervised Adulting Instagram and Twitter. You can also visit the website at unsupervisedadulting.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I love your questions. I love chatting with you. So don't be shy. And thanks again and see you next time. Oh,